Welcome back, everybody. Benchwoman Report, July 8th. Um, coming live to you right shortly, right after the uh, 264 UFC press conference. My name's Try. My name's Ingerson. What's good, Joe? What's good? What's good? We're going to get right into it. So, uh, reaction to the um, press conference. It's the first time uh, we get to see them really, you know, talk amongst each other in the same room. Any kind of uh, evaluation about this, and then we're going to go straight into the fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. I mean, to be honest, I think besides the fact that Connor's trash talking isn't as good as it used to be. Right. Nothing really. I don't think they really each fighter really gave anything away. Like none of them really seem nervous. I mean, Connor is back doing his trash talking. So he's back to the old Connor. But like I said, right. it was still kind of kind of weak. But they both seem like they kind of focus. They don't seem like with the last what was the last one? Two sixty uh, three. That's the, the last, last pay per view. That's what I'm saying. It didn't seem like the last press conference for two sixty three, the pre one where, or no, was that the one with um with Tony Ferguson? No, I, that was, I don't. That was I don't remember the number, but it, it was remember, a while back. Yeah, when uh two sixty three just happened, and then that was the one with Nate Diaz, right? Yeah. Yeah, like you could tell, like it was more live. This one didn't seem as live. And then uh, I didn't watch the other fighters. I only watched the Connor and Dustin. Wait, uh, I'm confused. Are you why you I'm saying they it seemed like they weren't really like even though Connor was trying to talk shit, it didn't but, seem like he what, was really what, But Connor wasn't on two sixty three. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, sorry. I'm just comparing it to the last one saying like it just seems more like just the press conference seemed more live oh, in the last oh, okay. one in general. Oh no 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 no! One. I'm I'm the the question is just directing towards this one and the whole thing. No yeah, because because I'm saying that they just seem more like even with Connor trash talking, they just seem more focused. Like they didn't really, really weren't trying outside of the throwing the hot sauce and the little kick at the end. Yeah, it wasn't really that much theatrics. But, I mean, it's a third fight. There's really, yeah. there's really like, uh, like what? What are you gonna say? Like That's what you're I'm saying, it's more business now. There's, there's no more yeah, entertainment like, or the extra stuff now. Like, even if you're trying to dig dirt and trying to talk shit, like how much dirt could you find in the third fight? Uh, there's probably a lot to say in the first and the second, but like exactly. in the third fight, you already like all your ammo is already unlocked. So like, it's like. I, I kind of expected this. Like, there's really nothing Connor could really say that's like. Yeah, pretty much. And Dustin said he was like, I've heard it all. I don't care for it no more. Right, like right. He was just brushing it off the whole so, time. So, now dissecting into the fight, there's a few things that I found out today after spending like maybe six hours on just this shit alone and watching the fight. I swear I watched the fight probably like four times now within the last week or so. With the last just, one? Yeah, their recent fight. Um, Not, yeah, their fight together. Yeah. Um, So. I can honestly say there's a few things that stood out to me, um, but I'm first I'm going to go verbal. So I've watched basically a shit ton of interview um, and there's a few things that I picked out. Right. Um, one, this this fight, Connor training camp is a little different. He hasn't been with the fam for like maybe two months now. Last last camp, he's with the family. Um, it was very comfortable. Um, this He's this, just having a son, am I correct? Uh, daughter. He daughter? just had a daughter. He just had a daughter last fight, that's why. Yeah, something like that. Um, anyways, but it kind of reminds me back to the old Connor where he went to Iceland. Uh, I think it was before the Eddie Alvarez or one other fight uh, back then. He went to Iceland with the team, with John Kavanaugh, and just kind of like went secluded and was just only doing MMA, and that was it, away from the family, and he came in looking sharp. So I think with this camp, like he's trying to 
do the same thing where it's all focused on MMA base because last camp was kind of like he said it was like 75% or 85% boxing because he was kind of preparing for the Manny Pacquiao fight. So this camp, I'm a little bit confident in the fact that this camp, he worked a lot more on MMA and focused on Dustin and not really looking over Dustin because Dustin beat him. So you can't really come into the rematch cocky, you know? Yeah, you got um, it. And second take um, that stood out to me is that there's a interview that um, Brett Okamoto did with uh, Dustin Poirier, and he speaks about the fan. And he says that, you know, he he's an introvert, and he'd rather fight without the fans. Now, the last time they fought was in uh, Fight Island, right? Give or take, there was fans there, but it was only 4,000. It doesn't feel the same. It like um, It's going to be packed on Saturday in Vegas. That's what I'm saying. So, Uh-oh. And he was saying... He was saying the lights might be a little bright for that Louisiana boy. Right. I'm, I'm real confident that Dustin will succeed, but also... Con- I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm not even going to pick a, a winner for this one, to be honest. But going back to the interview, he was talking about... He'd rather fight in an empty arena. He doesn't like the chaotic of the fans. He doesn't really like it when people yell and, you know, walking out, people yell and throw beers and shit like that. Like, he's not... Wait, hold on. They'd be doing that at UFC events? Yeah, they'd be doing that shit, bro. The fans don't get in trouble for that? I mean, you it's kind of it's kind of hard to find. Like, no, it, don't, it, it don't it don't, hap- it don't like, happen often. It's not hard to find. They, they find motherfuckers at baseball games and basketball games all the time when they be throwing yeah. beers at Well, I don't know. He, he, he's just saying that. So, I'm not, no. like, I, I haven't... I mean, I'm not saying that he's lying or not. I was just wondering. I never knew that. Right, that. right. So, um, that little part of the interview kind of stood out to me a lot. It's because, you know, and which then brings me to my third point, and then we'll tie it back, is that I don't think at this point Connor shit talk... Like the we always say it's the old Connor. The old Connor is the brassy, the shit talking Connor. I don't think he's really doing it to get inside the minds of his opponent anymore. I think I think that he's doing it because he needs that. You know, there's certain fighters who can be happy and friendly, but go in there and be a killer. I think he's different. I think he needs to do this to psych himself up and to get himself motivated and to get himself ready and to get himself, you know, really hungry. Um uh, so, and and the crowd feeds into that, you know. Like I think last fight there was only there was only four thousand fans. So like he's the he's the kind of guy who thrive off or like a chaotic like fan base. Yeah, everybody's rolling, right? So so with hearing that, like, how do you like? Does that change your mind a little different when you're thinking about like you know who might potentially have the edge coming into the fight, knowing that Dustin isn't really a fan of the 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 fans the chaoticness and all that and the the moment the bright lights and all the celebrities that will be sitting there um dana white came out and said this will be the like the longest celebrity list lines that ever will be at a usc event and then and then connor you know we know he thrives in that so like you know nobody really talk about it but how much is that a factor into this fight uh, that's why I said that. Early. That's why I said that earlier when you mentioned it, because I didn't know about that. And right, I feel like it goes. It's the same thing as any sport. It don't matter if you playing, if you boxing, playing soccer, basketball, football, baseball, tennis, golf. The crowd is gonna be a factor. Yeah, and if it's a loud crowd, a rowdy crowd, a crowd like you said, a chaotic crowd, it's gonna be a factor. Right, and if he's one of those fighters that doesn't really feed well off of the crowd energy, especially if there's more Connor fans there and, and all the fans are... I mean, we can kind of tell based on the press conference, it's, it's yeah, definitely going to be more, more Connor, Connor fans. fans. So it's probably going to be 
give or take more or less somebody there heckling him. Right. You can. I'm pretty sure you can hear them from the cage. I'm pretty sure it's not that far from the fans. So, I think yeah, that's gonna maybe it. I don't think it'll affect him too much because he's still a fighter. But right. I think it'll throw him off his game I, a little. I think it'll give Connor momentum because Connor feeds off of that. It'll give him more energy. Right. Pump him up more. And it, I was kind of a little shocked, like as you know, when you're a fighter coming into the fight, you kind of often say you know the usual stuff. You don't really want to show any kind of sign of weakness. But I was yeah. surprised that he said that because, like, in in a sense, to me, that's a little sign of a weakness. Um, now, we don't know if that's going to play a big factor. Like, on in, in the press conference, he said, you know, the shit talking doesn't really get to him. Like, you know, none of this shit really matters. But on a different interview, he does say the fans is, you know, the fan does kind of matters. And if you're not, you know, entwined with the fans and, you know, comfortable with the, the bright lights... That can be a factor, but who knows? I don't think I don't think it will be a big factor just because he's confident mm-hmm. in himself, knowing that he can beat Connor again. Yeah. Uh, but now going into the fight, I and, think a, I think oh, another. Just Sorry. before we go into the fight, I think another factor. Connor made a good point. He was like, at, at some point in the press conference, he was like, "You look tired. You look stressed." And then the camera like panned on Dustin. You looked at his face. He had mad bags under his eyes. He looked like he was up for like two days straight. Damn, not two days. Like he looked like he was up for a day. Like he, he he didn't look really stressed, but he did look tired. Like he he looked like he hasn't been getting sleep the past couple of days leading up to the fight. And I don't I'm not saying that's because he's scared of Connor or worried right. about what Connor, but maybe like that's just the anxiety from leading up to a big fight. Like maybe he's yeah, a little anxious right, right now. now. They're currently cutting weight because the 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 weight ends tomorrow, so yeah. it's probably not the best time to feel healthy. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Um. Are we going into the fight now? Okay, so yeah, going going into the fight, um, there's a few things, and I think you know if you watch a bunch of MMA shows, everybody points it out. Um, it's the boxing stand compared to the karate stands, right? Um, and is he gonna check the leg kicks this time around, or is he gonna is he gonna be worried about the takedown? Because the first fight, uh, Dustin shoot within the first minute of the fight got him down, you know, pretty easy, like handsomely easy and i and i contribute that to um connor probably didn't expect it because connor did a way better job at actually defending in the khabib fight although khabib took him down which you know khabib does that to everybody so um coming into this fight there's a few things that i i think connor might need to do is definitely going back to the karate stand that's another thing but also mixing up his uh weapons because the last fight you know, he rarely threw any leg kicks. Yeah, he like 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 was that true? No, he said it. He was saying that the last camp he focused mainly on boxing. Or no, I think right. that was you that said. Yeah, he focused yeah. Mainly on boxing last camp. In this camp, he focused more on MMA. I think that's gonna benefit him more because, like you said, like you're about to say, in the last fight, he didn't really, he didn't really, he wasn't really throwing leg kicks. He right. wasn't really using. I don't know if he's really a great grappler, but he wasn't really using any MMA skills. He was mainly just fucking yeah. punching, trying to swing for the knockout. I think I think the biggest thing he needs to do is movement. Yeah. Um if you watch Con- uh Connor's old fight, I think this started to happen maybe a lot more after Floyd. Is he doesn't he doesn't faint anymore and he doesn't jump. Um he he, he often like hops on his feet mm-hmm. and he bounces in and back in in and out in and out side to side he doesn't bounce anymore it's yeah, very flat footed i'm gonna be looking for that this fight right so if you watch if you watch the eddie alvarez fight you know he kind of really faints eddie with the front 
with the uh, um, with the uh, the front jab a lot, and he really like sh- you know shakes and give him movement, give him like something to think about. Like, am I gonna throw the leg kick? Am I gonna go with the the front kick to the body? Which is something I feel like he needs to do. Um, he often is very good at the front uh, front kick to the body, and I feel like he's kind of getting away with that shit. Um, the first fight with Dustin, he came out and throw a side kick to the head. First, first thing, kind of you know, weird Dustin now kind of give. So he needs to like come with different elements into the fight, not just you know I'm you know come in and trying yeah. to knock you out with my hands because that shit don't work with no, Dustin. Yeah, he needs to he needs to get back to his roots. Yeah, and, and I think when we talked about. Did we did we ever talk about this fight on the podcast? I don't know. I if think we, we did. I it think we like did, but the, briefly. The, the, briefly. The, the like the very first podcast. But when we talked about the second fight, the one that Connor lost. Right. Like I said, I think that I think that fight humbled him a lot. And I think he's gonna I'm not just gonna say that there's gonna be like prime vintage Connor from what we've seen, but I think he's gonna try to get back to his roots, what like his bread and butter, what he's what he's good at. He's not gonna try to, you know, do something different. Like, he's going to obviously do what he can, like, make sure he has the right counters for Dustin. But I think he's going to get back to what, right. what is his, like, skills, what his strengths are. Because he was kind of – he's been too focused on boxing and doing all this other boxing bullshit that he hasn't really been, like, in his MMA bag recently. And I think he's going to get back to that this fight. I'm right. a Conor fan, so maybe that, that could just be my bias. But yeah, he does seem a little more humbled after that loss to Dustin. Like, he – like you, like when he lost to Khabib, he was a sore loser. Like no matter what you want to say, he was a sore loser. He didn't. I mean, he took it a little well, but at the end of the day, he yeah, was that a sore fight was loser. different. The build up and yeah, the, I mean, the I get it. It was the, a bad blood and everything, yeah. but he still was a sore loser. But even with this, I get they were like yeah. going into the last fight. Him and Dustin were like all friendly, buddy, buddy with each other. So I guess maybe that's another reason for him to be humble. But right, I contributed more to him just having a kid, or his wife was pregnant at the time, so. And his son was barely, is like what one or two now? Yeah, two or three, something yeah, so like, like that. Like he was, he, he has was, like three kids now. He was more focused on family. He was happy. I mean, I'm not saying he's not happy, but like when when you're someone that's making millions of dollars and you having a second kid and both your kids and healthy all that, you're not worried about fucking fighting at the, right. at that moment. Like he was worried about everything else. He had the whiskey. He just sold that shit. Like yeah, he's been focused strictly on MMA. Yeah, leading up to this fight and now this for third fight at least. Yeah, and now for Dustin coming into the third fight, you know, I think the momentum is on his side. Um, everything he was, everything he was doing was working for the second fight. Now, now the question is, can you do the same thing? Could you, could you, you know, come in with the same game plan and expect result? Like, do you go with the calf kick or do you take him down more because you had success taking him down in the first fight? So for Dustin's side, it's very, very interesting as to like what he does within the first round you know like is he gonna fill him out or is he gonna you know be so confident that he's gonna get in his face back him against the cage like for dustin i feel like maybe maybe i think he need to wrestle connor within the uh wrestle connor you know mm-hmm. tire him out put him against the cage is this a um, title um fight? no it's not a title but fight it's gonna go five rounds it's five rounds because it's a main event yeah he should for sure be trying to take him down because connor's not gonna let him Fuck his leg up like he did last time. Yeah, Connor's I don't, not that stupid. Yeah, I don't think Connor would be that stupid. But also, Connor will probably be expect him to shoot because he did shoot in the first fight. But yeah, I don't think Connor is a good enough grappler and good enough, you know, uh, at taking down, uh, at, at takedown defense. defense. Yeah. So I think you know, if you if you threw that at Connor f- within the first, you know, first or second round, then 
later in the round, he's gonna get tired a little bit out. He's gonna be worried about the shots, and then now you come in open with up the leg kicks. You you open up the leg kicks, the, the punches, the that punches, we, how you knocked him out last. The the game. right hook will always be there. To be honest, because he had so much success with the right hook in the second fight, uh, that I don't see him not having success again with the right hook. Okay, and for somebody who I don't think he'll knock him down. I don't think he'll knock Connor down again with the right hook though. No, I think the the reason why he I think the reason why Connor got in such a bad position because it was leg. Yeah. I mean, if you saw that one instant where he kind of got spun around a little bit, you saw Connor right leg just kind of tweaked a little bit and lost. He lost. Yeah, even after he the lost fight, sensation he was, in it, he was limping like a motherfucker. Right, right, and and then that was when the moment where he got he had a back. That's where uh, just uh, Dustin attack started attacking. Yeah, right, right, so. right, right when right when the leg really really gave out. He had a back up on the fence, and then when he's back up on the fence, the fight was over. Dustin, you know, you know, killed him. So for Dustin, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think take take you you try to take him down, you try to tire him out, uh, piss him off in the clinch, because Dustin's, you know, Dustin's a bigger guy, mm-hmm. like he's much more powerful than Connor, I believe, like just frame wise and everything like that. Yeah, Connor's um, small dude. He like five six, five eight. He's like five eight. I think he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, something like that. Then yeah. like, what do they fight at, 130, 140? No, 155, bro. Okay, they fight 150. His normal weight is like 170. Yeah, uh, I mean, Dustin's probably walking around like a 185, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, Dustin's a big boy. He can actually, like, have success in welterweight, but... This is random. This is random, but I seen something on Twitter earlier. It was talking about a lot of the lightweights. That's what they are, lightweights? Yes. It was something about a lot of their, like, walking around weight. And Khabib is only, like, 177 walking around. Mm. Mm. I showed a list. No, I showed a list. I looked at the list. I could find it. I think I don't uh, know. Khabib probably. Kerry Hawani retweeted it. Oh, Khabib probably walking around like one eighty something. I, uh, I swear to God. It said I one. mean, have you seen Khabib lately? It that showed the list. Chunky. It showed the list and like the the dudes that was in the lightweight division and not just currently, but like just in general that were walking. Like I mean, it showed like main more recent dudes, but Khabib was like. Tenth on that list. He was not at the top. A lot of them dudes, them lightweights, is walking around like 185, close yep. to 190. He was 177. I believe I like, that. Damn. I believe that. Now he's... That's a little tidbit because he's big as fuck. That's why when you said that, I just thought of that. Right yeah. So, um, um, there was a few more things that I I, I, I kind of picked up from the, the second fight. Um, was like how timid Connor was. Um, I don't... Like he didn't, he didn't really throw shit with precision. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't aggressive. He, yeah, he didn't. Uh, and I don't know if you can contribute that to the leg kicks or not. But even before, no, even before his like the last fight, because I watched that at Red's house, so I was watching the fight from the beginning, the right. walkouts, everything. Even before the leg kicks, we were saying the whole time we was like, "What the fuck? Why is this nigga not fucking being aggressive going in like attacking?" He was really like. Just letting Dustin control the fight for the most part. Yeah, which is which is very weird. It's not it's not normal, Connor. Not, but then yeah. I don't know how much I should play into the fact that like his camp and all that. So like coming into this fight, I'm like, are we gonna get a different Connor? Are we gonna get the old Connor? Because we keep hearing the old Connor, and I'm like, I mean, he can talk like he's the old Connor. He can show up to the press conference like he's the old Connor. But like, yeah, we we just gotta see it on Saturday. Yeah, we gotta see so, it on Saturday. With that being said, I'm not gonna make a prediction. Um, because my predictions are always fucking wrong, so I'm gonna learn from my mistake and shut my mouth up. But who do you think is gonna win, and how? I think Connor's gonna win. Okay. And I think it's. Let me see. 
I think Connor's gonna win. I'm 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 doing that prop bet that you said in Vegas. I'm at least put fifty. Oh yes, yes. Oh, so the line right now, currently, um, there's a little betting line right now. Dustin is minus one uh one five, I believe. Um, and um, Connor's plus one hundred, I believe, right now. Um, so Connor is a slight underdog to Dustin. Uh, but I think there is a bet on DraftKings that if you bet a dollar on a first round K uh, KO or TKO by any one of them, uh, the payout f- is two hundred sixty four dollars. So if anybody y'all better want to just put a dollar in, I'm putting fifty on that. All I'm right, put fifty on something else too. But but okay, so so if the question is if it goes beyond the first round, everybody thinks Dustin wins. Do you believe that? Like, if you talk to anybody, they're like, yo, if you can get Connor out the first round, he's going to get tired, and you're going to be able to have, like, a better chance of finishing him. Okay, so... Because he kind of go guns blazing in the first. No, that's true. So, let's take away the last Dustin fight where Connor did get gas. Let's take away the Floyd Mayweather fight because that was a boxing exhibition. Let's take away the first or second Nate Diaz fight where Connor... That was the first Nate Diaz fight? Well, you could say both of them he got gas, but the second one, one, he can bounce back. the The one that he lost. The let's first. Just, one. Let's just take the first one, the one that he lost. Out of those three fights, have we ever? Is Connor, he, he didn't. He, makes, he didn't. He didn't gas in the first. Dustin. He beat Dustin in the first fight. No, no. The second. No, I'm talking oh, about this, the one that he, just happened. I, could you he say did, he gas? Yeah, he. No, he did look. T- he. But I think like, it was more. Of, I think it was his, more the leg. Outside of his leg being fucked up, and outside of him not being aggressive, that fight didn't. It ended in what the second round. The second round. He did look. A little gas in a second. I don't a know. Little, I I think I think then, it tributes to the leg kicks way no, more I than mean, anything. That yeah. does play a factor into it. But outside of that fight, the Dustin fight, outside of Floyd Mayweather fight, because that was what eight rounds or whatever, right? And outside of the first Nate Diaz fight where he was gas and Nate Diaz knocked him out, has one. I got two questions to respond to that. Has Connor ever like out of all the fights he won? Are they all first round like knockouts? And two, um, he. Oh, can I ask? Oh, go no, ahead. You know, go, oh, well, okay, yeah, let me say two of my fault. Okay, so go, ahead, go ahead. The first one was all of his wins, first-round knockouts. And two, has he, like, we've seen him in the second round before. He Not everybody is going to beat him in the second round. I get right. he goes guns blazing, but. Right, so so to answer your first question, no. He's beat um, um, Seaver, Dennis Seaver, I think, in the second. Uh, he beats um, Chad Mendes, I think, I believe, in the third. Uh, he went five round with Nate Diaz, mm-hmm. and then he beat uh, Eddie Alvarez round number two. So the notion that he gets tired out uh, started That's to happen. Only three fights started to happen yeah. after the Nate fight, the first Nate fight because he did he did look gas. But here's he the thing, and he didn't train well for that fight either. But he here's was, the thing, nobody talked about. Here's the thing with those two sure. fight with those two fights where he gas he seemed gas the most. It was 170 pounds. This is 155. So he, he was fighting welterweight. 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 Yes. Yeah, okay. I I don't. And then before that, fights. when he when he beats you know Aldo and went on that whole run, that was 145. So he's back at lightweight. So now and now he's at 155. No. So well, 155 featherweight is, is 145. And then what's Lord uh, fly flyweight? Okay, there we flyweight go. Flyweight is like 125. Flyweight is 125. What's, what's 135? Bantamweight. He never fought in bantamweight. Wait. So. No, fuck it. I'll ask you. It don't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, so so the only two fights where he really, really gassed out was 170. Yeah, which was that 170. So you can kind of say he kind of fixed those fucking issues because I don't believe he... Oh, wait, no. No, you're right. No, you're right. 
but it's four. If you include Khabib, he kind of got gassed against Khabib. I mean, anybody get gassed against Khabib, but you get no, that's, that's, the that's, fuck out like that. that. No, that's fair, but that, that's still four. Yeah, I mean, I can say he's, yeah, he looked. But Khabib tires everybody else. Yeah, Khabib tired. I'm not going to put still, that in there. So I'll put it in there. Because okay. Connor haters will put it in there. So you, you gotta be All right, fine. so we'll put it in there. And then uh, question number two was, what was question number two again? I'm sorry. Out of all the fights that he did go to the second round, it's only four people that have actually beat him. So how can you really say no, that? No, he, he, four people would have beat him. It was only three people would have beat him. Oh, I mean, out of all, I mean, out of all the fights that he got gassed, it's only four people that beat him. So how can you say? Three, how can three, you, three, three okay, people. No, I'm saying four because it could be. If I'm Khabib's not, the third, bro. What are you talking it's only Diaz, Dustin, and Khabib. Oh, you didn't count Mayweather. I I put Mayweather. Oh, in the I, oh, okay. Because that's that's another reason people say that he don't have the stamina. Because obviously the only reason Mayweather. Yeah, really but that was boxing, up. bro. Like it's hard to get adjusted to like the ten no, yeah, round. But, but I'm minutes. saying because the only reason. I mean, I'm not saying that he would have beat Mayweather, but right when May the only reason Mayweather got that knockout was because he Conor was gas as fuck, so he was just. Fucking bum rushing him, right? That right. wouldn't like that's why, and that's what people they try to use that against him in his UFC law, his MMA losses right. too. So that's I guess why I brought that. So one. I guess the losses that uh, attribute to the the motor and the gas and the stamina, you could kind of there's a there's an underlying excuse for as to why I guess you can say that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But a lot of, and I've just recently started watching if i'm being honest i really like consistently faithfully i've only been watching ufc since we started this podcast so i'm not gonna act like i'm just a fucking know-it-all but right that's from fine. the fights i've recently seen most fighters mma fighters somebody's getting gas if it goes if it's a five-round match and it's and you're going to distance somebody's getting gas and even in the three-round fights yeah somebody is gas in the third round at the end of the second usually right so i don't know how you can hold that to ufc fighters because they don't yeah, they're, they're fighters like boxers. They got to train and have good stamina, but they're not going 12 rounds. They're not going 10 rounds. They're not going eight rounds. They're going five rounds max. So their stamina is not as much as a boxer. So you can't expect them. Like, and they're oh, doing more I mean, than a boxer. It's boxing. five minutes round. And you can, achieve, you can say that MMA probably tires you more because you're, you're doing more. a lot more things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to say. You're doing boxing, you're just standing up, fucking, you know, bobbing and weaving. I mean, you're still moving around, but MMA. You fucking trying to take niggas down, use your strength to choke a nigga out or break his ankle or his arm, and then you're also kicking and punching, jumping all over the place, blocking right. shit. Like, it's way more than just boxing. So, I, I can't really use that against any fighter. Yeah. Like, no, That's I, why I never liked that against Conor. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think the whole, uh, I don't think the um, the whole stamina thing is, is going to be an issue because, look, it's a fight game. So, somebody's going to get tired. I mean, it. I'm sure Dustin get tired, but a, a thing about fighting is like sometimes you get you catch that second win, like mm-hmm. the second Nate fight. It was in the fourth where he was uh, the third, uh, the second and the uh, and the third. He got really tired, but then he got his win back in the fourth, and then won the fourth and the fifth round. So I mean, that happens with, if you're an athlete. That happens in yeah, in yeah, yeah. You always get the, once you get that second win, you get to go. All right, That's um, what you really need. so, but, okay, so you're saying Connor winning? Oh, so yeah, I didn't really say my actual. So my prediction, I'll say Connor. I'm betting the first because that's the prop bet you told me. I want to see if I could just win some money. But I'm saying a KO from Connor in the second. KO, sir? I'll say second because I'm not going to disrespect uh, Dustin like that. He's not weak. No. I think he'll eat. Because no. he can still. He could, if it, if it goes he could more, very well win this that's fight. That's what I'm saying. If it goes further than a second, then I'm as a Connor fan, I would probably be a little worried. But I think Connor got this in a second. 
All right. Uh, I'm not gonna make a prediction because I I don't know who's yeah, gonna don't win. Jinx it. I yeah. I'm the Jinx King. You've been Let's all talk the so- about the Jinx King. You've been jinxing bro, all the fucking. All right. Let me explain myself, games. bro. How do, is it? Does it even seem realistic anymore? The amount of Jinx, like, bro. Let, fucking, let me explain the story. You fucked up Spain for me. Yeah. You fucked up somebody else uh, in the uh, uh, Copa for me. Bro, so, okay, let me explain to the audience. We have a group message, and we've been texting back and forth about this whole uh, Euro 2020 and tournament. And Copa America. And, and Copa America. And literally everything I said went the opposite way. And I can name um, I can name a few. So, I think. They said Spain was going to win, lost it. No, no, no. I know first. It starts with France. It started oh with God. France. It started with France. That shit made me so mad. Bro, it started with France, and I was dick riding France the entire time leading into the tournament. And lost. I was like, yo, France gonna win this shit. Next thing you know, they fucking lose in a penalty shootout to Switzerland of all teams, right? And then right after that, um, right after that, uh, who else who else was a was a defeat? Uh shit. Let me look it up right now. Because it was a lot of jinx that I did. And I was just like, oh my God. I was texting the guys and I just couldn't believe like all the thing I said. Like it literally went the opposite way. And I was like, at the end I was joking and it literally went the opposite way. So it was it was wild. Um oh, okay. Round of sixteen. Alright, alright. It kinda Okay. There, this happens, right? So France lost, all right? And then we went into England and Germany. England and Germany, and I was Germany literally fucking lost. Right, and I was like, the whole time, I wanted England to win, but the whole time, I was like, no. England chokes, they, 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 never, win in, they never win in any major tournament for like, I don't know, three dec- uh, four decades now, since like 1960-something. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, I think, I think um, England's going to choke and Germany's going to win. Fucking England, England won and Germany choked because Thomas Mueller missed a wide open goal. And then, um, you know, Timo uh, T- uh, Werner could have fucking had a goal in the beginning of in the match. So that happens. It went the other way. And then I was like, man, fuck. I, I said something about, all right, well, I mean, we gonna we going to face you, uh, Sweden. In the next round. Next thing you know, Ukraine beat Sweden in the yeah, last, I wasn't last T.O. That. With two minutes left in OT, Ukraine freaking score. And I'm like, yo, this is three, three, like four or three for three, like jinx, which is wild. And then France killed me because fucking I was watching that penalty live when Mbappe choked. Right. And then next one, I and then after Mbappe Mom, uh, choked, I went, all right, no, there's no way that Belgium could lose to Italy if Kevin De, De Bruyne played. He played, and they lost. And I'm like, fuck. All I right. didn't agree with that one when you said that because I know Italy is like a decent international team. I don't know that much about soccer, but I know Italy is decent, so I didn't. Um, I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then now, lo and behold, is Italy and England. You know, like I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I should be screaming it's coming home or it's going to Rome. Inside, I wanted to be coming home to England, Who's but it might be going to Rome. Italy and uh, Italy and England. Yeah, Italy's winning. So, anyway, they're too fast for them white boys. Yeah, so that's just a little my jinx story. I so I'm not gonna make any more prediction because I guess I'm the jinx king. Uh, I'm gonna shut my mask up and I'm not really gonna say anything anymore. Don't make no um, more predictions, man. No more predictions. All right, uh, but next, uh, oh, okay. Speaking of prediction, uh, Suns, Milwaukee, 
game one mean game and now two. game two uh currently oh, we're yeah, watching we're the game about, oh my gosh milwaukee i don't know what the fuck they was on game one i don't know what they was on now quick question do you feel like they play better without Giannis? i know it's a wild question it's a wild question no. and we're just being a prison of the moment no. so to speak but no. do they play better without him they stepped up when he was hurt against uh against that, atlanta uh, against atlanta but that's atlanta if Giannis was out and they was facing Brooklyn in the conference finals and Brooklyn had KD and Harden and even a hobbled Harden and Giannis not playing, I don't see Milwaukee right. winning. No, I, I agree with you because somebody said that they should probably, they, they play more uh, with intensity and they hustle more without Giannis. I'm like, yo, at the time, okay. Trey Young wasn't 21. Uh, was 100. And Capella didn't fucking play for the last three games. And, so. and no disrespect to Atlanta because they're a great team, but they still a young team. Milwaukee is Milwaukee's been a favorite. God damn, it's not clear my face from Timber. Milwaukee's been the fucking favorite in the East for the past what three four years. Right. So they're expected to go to the to the finals or to the uh, that was the conference finals. Oh shit, yeah, they're expected to go to the NBA finals out the East if right. the Nets wasn't the one or the Sixers wasn't the team to do it. So right. Atlanta was like a Cinderella story. There was no way I I I didn't see even without Giannis. Uh, Milwaukee is still a complete team. Yeah, I don't. They don't have like with Giannis out. They don't have a star. I mean, if you unless you say Chris Middleton's a star, but yeah, they were beating Atlanta. But they if Giannis is not fully healthy, they're not beating Phoenix. No, I totally agree. And then with you know um, with Middleton, the inconsistent the inconsistency is really an issue for uh, the Bucs. He, he starts the game off specifically Middleton. He starts the game off so bad, and then in the second half. He'll start to get it together, but in the games that they lose, when that happens, sometimes it's too late. Right. It's like he'll wake up in the second half, but the games they lost to Atlanta, the game one against Phoenix, like, right, it was too late. They was already busting your eyes. It's too late to try to start balling now. Yeah. Like, they already on fire. They already in rhythm. You're not gonna come back. And the Suns are the Suns are winning and having success without D Book really having success behind the three point line. And Deep Book hasn't really had that game where it's like, oh shit, like he taking over. But you got to remember, you know, no, you're so right. He I'm, hasn't. He hasn't had it's, that game. It's yet. actually been the opposite. It's been uh, CP3. But, but you got to remember, Deep Book isn't. I mean, he hasn't had that much success at the three point line. But Deep Book is a mid range demon. You got to remember that, man. He not. He not no sharpshooter. Like, yeah, he's a I good. Mean, he he's did a great, win the three point shooting contest. No, 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 I believe. A, no, no, no. He's a great three point shooter. Let me not act like. Okay. He's not no, yeah. No, you know, he's a sniper, but he not no Steph, no Clay, like. Right. No, no Duncan Robinson, like dudes that when they catch the ball and shoot, it's automatic. Like he, his bread and butter is the mid range. Right. He's he's a, he's an old soul. He's like a Kobe, like a CP three. Them dudes that like get into the the mid range. He can shoot the three if he need to. Yeah. And he'll make it. And if you leave him open, he's gonna bust your ass. But if but, uh, the mid range is where he's gonna cook you at. But let's be honest, the last you know the last two rounds, I don't think he's been great when it comes to you know. Uh, you shooting take, percentage. Yeah, take into effect he broke his nose. That that yeah yeah out. that 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 plays a factor. And also, I think the jitters. I mean, he's his first really yeah, big he run. Might, he might be a little nervous. I mean, to me, he's not showing it. If he nervous, he doing real good and not showing. CP three is a great mentor. He's because he's not showing that he's nervous. I mean, yeah, he's missing shots. Yeah, and yeah, you know, he's young. He's gonna have those jitters, but maybe my standards a little bit high when it comes to deep. No, no, you're, but, no. I get what you're saying, but like. 
we've seen people when in their first playoffs or in their first finals and like right then you could see the nerves like you're like okay this player is nervous like yeah you can't really say the same for book like you could say yeah he's nervous because it's his first one but it's not like it's really showing like he's even though he hasn't been taken over, he's still been playing good, been right. playing decent. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a dud in any sense. No, no, I get what right. you're saying. Yeah, I, you're not saying he's I, I'm, I'm saying, fucking shit in the bed or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like it's great to see them having success without having, uh, without him having that explosion of a game. That's why I think that's as better. of yet, you know, I think that's we better. we because we we've been getting a lot of production from CP3 mm-hmm. and. And they Crowder. win this shit and Crowder and DeAndre Aiden and too. and Aiden has been averaging like what he's twenty been, something fifteen rebounds he's per probably game. Been averaging a double double this whole playoffs. Right, right. I think if anything, if he would have got a twenty twenty game game one, I seen somebody tweet on Twitter. If, if Aiden this game one against the Bucks would have right. got a uh, would have uh, hit twenty and twenty twenty points twenty rebounds, I think he would have been a lock in for Finals MVP. But now I think it's gonna go to CP three. Yeah. Two questions before we move on to next topic. One. Um, if the Suns win this game, it's over. It's over. It's over. All right. That's the question number question two. One. Question number two. Where do you rank CP three if he gets this? If he gets this ring, and and are you one of those people where this is an asterisk of a season? There's so many injuries. Okay, that shit is stupid because people said the same thing about last season with the Lakers. People said the same thing about the uh, 2015 Warriors when uh, Kyrie and K Love were out. That shit is so stupid because injuries happen in sports every year. No matter, we see it every year in the postseason, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, whatever sport, a team sport. You see injuries affect teams all the time, so you can't you can't put an asterisk because if that's the case, you might as well put an asterisk on every single fucking title that's ever been won from right. this year to the beginning of every single team sport. Right, not every final is going to be perfect with it's, everybody it's not healthy. Be perfect, and this has been one of the greatest playoffs we've seen. We've seen. Stars like Devin Booker and Trey Young, who are already stars, but actually get the attention and recognition they deserve. We've seen CP3 finally get that chance to play in the conference finals. Oh, not to mention play he's, in the finals not and to show mention, his ass. Not to mention he's been hurt and he's not really and disclosing still been showing that his ass. His, he got a torn, uh, I think, torn ligament in, in his, his shoulder. Or something. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. shooting wrist. Oh yeah, so and he's still showing his ass. Right, and and um, and he's not really like. He's not really disclosing it because I think Malika Andrew was trying to ask ask him that question on the post uh, mm-hmm. post game conference. He's like, "I'm not talking about it," you know. So yeah, I don't. He's not really making excuses. Yeah, I don't. I don't put. I mean, if I'm a Warriors fan, like obviously I'm using that argument. If someone says like against the Warriors, like, okay, well then you can say the same for the Lakers. You say the same thing for the Suns. You can say the same thing for a lot of teams, but specifically these last two, you could say that, but. I don't think that's stupid. I would think, if anything, these last two championships is probably the hardest. These dudes was in a bubble for four months, away from their families. For the dudes, they got got bitches. They was away from their women. They couldn't have no hey, sex, no nothing. Hey, you know they don't play the same without bitches. Exactly. Now. Like You know they don't play the and, same and I'm not, without and, bitches. And, and we Shit. don't even got to say that. Like, Kyle, just, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma was trash with or without bitches. Yeah, he's still trash. But, <laughs> but, but still, like, my thing. Ooh, uh-oh. Oh, he hit his nose. Okay. Oh, he hit his I nose. I thought he fucking hurt his knee or something. Okay. Man, that man gonna break his nose but, again. But still, like these these past two championships, one the bubble was hard because, like we said, it was during a pandemic, the George Floyd, right. all the civil rights movements, everything going on. These athletes had a lot to deal with. It was there's a lot on their shoulders being athletes. And then this season was a shortened season, a shortened off season. We've seen so many injuries. Yeah, the Suns are one of the lucky teams to not have no injuries. Ooh. That might not have been intentional, but come on, Drew. I think it's more like an eye poke. Yeah. Seems and the, like and a the, fingers. 
but the Suns might the Suns might be one of the uh the lucky teams and not have injuries this postseason, but I mean not like season ending injuries right. outside of Dario Sarge. He just tore his and then Dario oh, Sarge yeah, 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 tore his ACL. Right. Like you CP three was out for COVID. You know? No, I'm not he was his shoulders hurt. I don't yeah, care about shoulder, COVID, but yeah. his shoulders hurt, he tore ligament in his wrist. Those are other and he's playing they're playing through injuries too. Like everybody yeah. is hurt. Yeah. And I I hate saying that because yeah, everybody's hurt, but it's different when it's a serious injury. But at this point with the short and off season, I'm pretty sure everybody is right. hurt. I seen the I seen a clip the other day of Devin Booker walking to the tunnel game one with his all black suit on. That man was limping like that man was fucking in pain. Right. So I mean, at this point, everybody is really, especially with a short off season, everybody's fucking and, beat up. And I so. think I think with basketball, because the playoff is you know best out of seven, like I think you know nobody really talks about it, but being the series. Uh, being that the series that long, the adjustment that each teams need to make in order to win is a huge factor. Like take take the injuries away. Like you know, for you to just win four games out of seven, like there's a lot of adjustment that you need to make. You know, because yeah. like. But on the other side, you can argue that you can argue that in other sports you don't even get that. Like in soccer and in football, right? That shit is one and done. You don't get the chance. You got to make them adjustments. Like we say, the, the third During quarter the is game. the coach's quarter. You got to right. make them adjustments at halftime and hope that they work in the third quarter. So I wouldn't really say that. But I, I get what you're saying. That is also a point. I'm not saying it's not a point. Right. I personally wouldn't say that because it's different from other sports. You don't get that chance. But it's still that still is a big point because even if you make an adjustment, the team, the other team that you're making an adjustment on, if they have a good enough head coach, he's going to know what adjustments you're going to make and make right. adjustments to that, and you're still going to be fucked, and you still got to try to make adjustments so you could win four out of seven. So, yeah, it's still hard. I'm not going to say Yeah. That. I don't know. So, I think I that the, the injury argument, the, it's a I don't, slip, I don't like the injury it, argument. Yeah, I, I, don't I, like don't. The, I don't like the injuries argument either. I don't care for it because... Because it it's, it's, it's sport. I mean, injuries happen. They could have had a full offseason, and Jamal Murray could have still, still tore his ACL. ACL. Right. Even though I think that if the Nuggets are healthy, the Suns aren't beating them. Even if I think the Lakers are healthy, or even if the Clippers are healthy, I don't think the Suns beat them personally. Right. But I can't say, oh, they got lucky because of injuries because who right. knows? They could still fuck I mean, around and win. I mean, we could have said Chris Paul should have got his ring three seasons ago if it wasn't him, if it wasn't for him getting injured. Against the, and I hate when people uh, uh, say that against you know KD and they came back and bust their ass regardless. But it's still true. Like right, you never know if CP3 is not healthy, the Rockets could beat the Warriors, and and we don't even is that the year we won? Yeah, yeah, that was the year we won. That wasn't the year we lost to the Raptors. No, we placed the Clippers. That yeah, no, no, that was no, the year no, we won. Yeah, so that's yeah, the year y'all won. Yeah, if if the fucking CP3 and James Harden beat us, who's to say that KD don't even get a ring in Golden State? Right, because so, because because if if they no, beat if they beat y'all that season. And yeah, they, they were going to win the finals. And they was fucking us up in the beginning of that series. But right. towards the end, when it was do or die for us, we made the right adjustments, and KD and Steph and Clay all stepped up. So, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could say, oh, as a fan, yeah, they're going to step up because that's, that's who they that, are. But that's it's just not a guaranteed. slippery slope. No, nah, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't count injuries because you know, injuries are going to always happen regardless. Yeah. Personally. All right, man. Last topic. I think we got to talk about this because uh, it's been in the news for some time. But we got to talk about the the ESPN drama. Um, and I think me and you kind of have different beliefs on that. Um, but the whole backtrack story is that, you know, Rachel Nichols, um, was, uh, was caught on tape, uh, talking about, mm-hmm. um, you want to explain it? It's probably better you explain it to me. Why? Cause I'm black. 
No. <laughs> I'm joking. No. No. Okay. So pretty much Rachel, Rachel Nichols, uh, the audio came out of her talking about Maria Taylor. She basically. So Maria Taylor. Is Maria Taylor still uh, yes. working the finals? She is currently. Yeah. Is she working the sideline or what is she working? Uh, host. Okay. She, so she's hosting. So Rachel Nichols is supposed to host. The whole thing came out. ESPN wanted Maria Taylor to do it. And Rachel Nichols is upset. She basically said. Uh, she basically. I mean. So don't. She's wrong in the way she said it, but she spoke facts. Like, ESPN has a bad track record when it comes to diversity, especially when it comes to women and minorities. And she was right. Don't use me. And I've heard I heard other people talk about it on podcasts, and I think she was right. Like, don't use me as your, as your pawn because you guys fucked up on diversity. But she said the reason she said it wrong is because it was almost a slight to Marie Taylor, Maria Taylor. It was almost like, Maria Taylor only got the job because she was black, because they were trying to fill in, get that black woman a chance or whatever. Right. But it's fucked up because Maria Taylor's a good journalist. She's a great journalist. She's not like, yeah, she's just as good as Rachel. No, no, not the fuck. And, and I mean, like, I don't know, man. It, like it's, you heard, like, you know what I, how I feel about it, bro. Like right. she's, she could have worded it better. I'm not saying what she said was I mean, wrong. Yeah. But, it, but it, she could have said it without like, with all the whole BLM thing. Nah, fuck the BLM thing in the Me Too. That shit was wrong, too. Like, she didn't have to laugh at it when Homeboy brought it up. But my whole thing is she she could have said all that without having to slight Maria Taylor. Right. That was my whole... Um, that's my whole thing. Like, she could have... She's not wrong because... Nah, so, basically, if she she didn't have, like, name dropped, then she, everything would have been... If she would have not name dropped Maria Taylor and just been like, if you guys want to do all this right. without... Because of your diversity track record, just do it not at the expense of me. That would have been cool. But she like mentioned Maria Taylor's like she does. She uh broadcasts basketball, football, and whatever other sports she does. Like you made just it, basketball and football. Basketball and football. She made it in the tone, like it made it sound like she was hating. Right. And she and she has She ha she kinda has her and, her, her right because you know, originally it was her slot. Yes. And here's, so and here's it my kinda thing. came out the blue that it wasn't her anymore and here's my thing people are so fake people are so fake just three years ago four years ago when rachel nichols got the show to jump everybody was championing her saying she's one of the best women reporters and all this shit came out how she i get in this in a sense disrespected maria taylor which she did and now all of a sudden everybody's like oh she's a bad reporter how Jalen rose daughter says she was subpar all that bullshit right let's keep it real everybody likes rachel nichols so how can you really say that i get right. what she said was wrong like Wait, um, can I chime better. in? Can I chime in and say something? Yes. Um, I think a lot of people that actually are her friends came out to really protect her, and, it's um, still, and they look bad. I am, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but they do look bad. Some of them, some of them did a better job at explaining themselves. Yeah, um, you know how I felt about Stephen Jackson. I, he was he said the yeah he said some me. he said some other shit that um that you know whatever. But um, I forgot his name. Uh, Amin. I saw a podcast with Amin. Um. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came out. He said something different. Um, was very polite about the whole situation. But also, Richard Jefferson said that like when the jump happened, Rachel was the one that put on everybody. Like everybody she put on was black. You yeah. know. So that's the reason why they kind of have the, uh, her back because like she's never really showed any um backbone in her body. And, but it was just like out of the out of the spite of the moment, 
that you know she she came real she became real defensive and you know she said some shit and she has and the right. she was, yeah she has every right because you could people could say what she want Diane Sawyer whatever is her honor whatever right. oh but and to speak she's about worked her way into her position to, to speak, but she's wrong she is wrong but she's like how we were saying she's right but she's wrong like she's wrong because the way she worded it she could have worded it better and made it sound a little more respectful. Right, but she's right in her feelings because at the end of the day, this is on. It's not on. I mean, wait, it's on. Can Rachel. I respond to that? Yeah, um, I get into so, what I'm saying. Yeah, two. So two things. One thing was to uh, the response to Jalen Rose's daughter, which I felt like was a little out of line, but whatever. But she said something about white privilege, and let's be. And she said, you no, know, the only reason why she got the job is because Diane Sawyer is her aunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yo, Rachel Rachel Nichols was working at the Washington Post before ESPN, mm-hmm. and she was already a reporter and a journalist for the Washington Post. So it wasn't like she, it wasn't like she just got the ESPN job, mm-hmm. you know. So like that whole notion of like white privilege being thrown out way too much is it's a little i don't i i, I kind of don't like that it, but it wait is, wait two points wait wait let me get it, uh let me get the second point out um so that's one um the um fuck i forgot my second point but go ahead respond to that and then I'll, I'll come back with my second point the, only reason, to... the only reason it is it is white privilege because like Okay, so an example is example that Jalen Rose's daughter that she used that was a good example out of all the other bullshit she said was that Maria Taylor has actually played basketball before. She's actually an athlete. So she she knows about sports, she knows about all this stuff. And she on top of her like being intellectual in sports, she's also a good reporter. Players love to talk to her when she same thing with Rachel Nichols and the Doris Burks. When they talk to players or coaches, they usually get good to decent interviews out of them. Like it don't well more so with coaches I guess players always give right. a good interview but with coaches those three women seem to get right. decent interviews I'm Malik I, Andrews can I respond to that oh or oh let me finish real quick fuck white privilege so I would say it's only white privilege because yeah her aunt is Diane Sawyer but at the same time Rachel has grinded to be in a position to get her own show to get the the chance to host the NBA Finals all that shit she's grinded to get there it's not just <coughs> Excuse me. It's not that she's a bad reporter and all right. that, because well, she's a good reporter. Well, she she the jump is kind of like new. It's only like what three years old, three yeah, or four that's years her old, show. and she's been working for like you know over uh, over two decades. So it's not like she I don't got know about the, two decades. She's not that old. Don't do don't disrespect her like that. Rachel Nichols not that she, old. It's been it's maybe like fifteen years. I won't. Yeah, say yeah, 20. yeah. But but she was already in the Washington no, I get, Post. I get is what, what I'm saying. saying. Like in journalism, uh, in journalism. Yeah, but as a journalist, age, she's not age her that much. She's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. she is like you know late forties. Well, yeah. The only thing I think is white privilege is the fact that she was able to say what she said on audio, and I don't think she should be fired. So let me not say this, but. You you can say what you want, but I'm, if it was a black person in her same position that said that bullshit, they're getting fired. I'm sorry. Mm. I think no, I wouldn't even say if it's a black person. If it was a minority in her same position, I think they'd get fired. And ESPN, well, let's be let's be honest. ESPN don't give a fuck about Asians and uh, um, uh, Middle Easterns and all that because they don't and, really have Asian or Middle and, Eastern and, and, in the roster. <laughs> but but that's my whole point. Like Rachel Nichols has a point because e- at the end of the day, this is ESPN's fault. They have a bad track record. They let Michael Smith go because of wait, the wait, 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 wait. That's Before a good point. That. That, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna tell you the list of all the people well, they let walk. Well, well, hold up. Before you get into that, because that's a whole other thing that we, we I, I want to get touched. Let's talk about the timing that this this audio was 
release. It's bad time. Um, and Terrible also time. the uh, the timing that it was recorded and by who, because the time that it was recorded was actually last year in the bubble, and mm-hmm. she was talking to LeBron advisor, but it's barely being leaked now during the time when Maria is going through her contract negotiation. Mm-hmm. With ESPN, so wait, so wait, 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 hold on. What do you, what do you, are you trying to say that it's attempt to uh, slander Rachel or Maria? No, no, no. Or like, okay, little conspiracy, little ESPN conspiracy. I, I gotta hear. I mean, you might not be wrong. So, no, 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 little ESPN conspiracy here. What's a good way to leverage yourself in a in a contract year? Because now she's making, I think, a mill or something. And ESPN offered three mil, but she wants eight mil reportedly, eight mil or five mil like that. So currently they're going through. And they were trying to district and not and see that's another. They offer her three mil. ESPN let uh, Washington Post or somebody leak that article where they said she was trying to get Maria Taylor was trying to get Stephen A. money. Right, right. Bullshit. Come on now. So do you think in response she leaked this shit? I and now, so. now Maria I, is. It's not the fault here. Mm-hmm. Like now, Rachel's the fault. So wouldn't this be like a great way to go into negotiation? Like you kind of got to give me my no, money now. No, you're right, but I wouldn't say Rachel is more sort of fault. I think it makes more ESPN looking back because I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, people are like people on social. You can't really take what people see on social media. Yeah, people are killing social media, but at the end of the day, like no one think. I don't think Rachel is racist and. I mean, people might be like, oh, well, you're not looking at it the right way, but fam, she's been grinding her whole career. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't give a fuck if I was in her position and I was a dude. I'm not going to let you take my spot, you because know, because you need more Asian diversity. And they say they right. want you to hold something like, fuck this nigga. I've been here right. longer than this nigga. What are you talking about? Right. If you want more Asians, go put that man on fucking highly questionable or some shit. Get that right, nigga out of right. my face. All right. Or just so I'm like, not mad at it, but she could have said it better. Yeah. And and that was why I hated what Stephen Jackson said. He was like, "Oh, black people do the same thing behind closed door. That don't make the shit right, stupid." Yeah, You're not supposed to say fucking disrespectful shit behind just because it's in private, and right. then feel bad because it came out. Like, you should be a respectful person at all times. And I'm I'm a hypocrite. I'm I'm pretty sure I say. Fuck yeah, yeah, shit. we are. Let, let, so okay, let's be honest. Like we behind, all said fuck yeah. shit behind closed door. I'm not okay? acting like I'm high and mighty, but that don't just because you do it. Don't make it fucking right. And that's why when me and you was talking, but, that's why like, also, that shit is retarded because you but, can't wait. You but, can't use that as an excuse. I know. But also just because you said it in the heat of the moment, let's say you just doesn't found out. It right. Just doesn't make it right. But also doesn't make you fully wrong because everybody says some wild shit. When they're upset, or, when yeah, they're yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like, mean that you're a fucking racist. I'm but, not also, racist. but also, this, but also when it comes to the, the, the leak of the tape or even record it. This happened because they were in the bubble, so cameras always around her room. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know somebody got a hold of footage and just save it for the fucking right time or whatever was passed on to Maria because this whole drama. Because I heard, um, I saw a podcast and Jamil Hill actually said she knew about this back in last year. So yeah, the, well, the 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 audio has been around; it just haven't been leaked. Yeah, well, even Woj came you out. Know? Even Woj came out and made an analogy and was like, Rachel, when it comes to like the broadcasting business, Rachel is a bad teammate. She could be like a asshole or whatever. That don't necessarily mean she racist. She just made a bad. Oh, and a, a, on the same podcast, uh, Amin shitted on Woj, and Amin was like, "Bro, you want to be the guy who talk about team when you the yeah, one Woj that shit too. when you the one that shit." Everybody stepped over their step on their fucking feet and toes and not let anybody mm-hmm. get the scoop. 
But yeah, yeah, him and fucking uh, Chris B. Haynes and the other dude, uh, Shams. And right. Some asshole. You know they don't so, let nobody else. So with Woj, like, bro, like, no, you right. in your position because you don't play nice. So just don't, just, you know, and, don't and, say nothing. And yet again, I'm going to reiterate, Rachel is 100% wrong for what she said. She's not wrong in her feelings because she has a right to feel that way because she's worked herself in that position to where she does deserve to host the finals. She's just wrong in what she said. But... Like what did what did you just say? What was what did you just compare, say? The media is like it's a doggy dog world, pretty much. Right. The media, like this ain't the first time shit like this has happened. Right. This is the first time that has been public. Right. Cause it literally the reason why it's a big deal is because they're on TV. But this type of shit happens in the all workplace the all the time. Like I've been no, roof, even in with bro, them. I'm I've pretty been, sure this shit happens with them all the time. Right. Like the me, these media. People. I've been ruthless. Like I'll be like, yo, fire that motherfucker. He not a good worker. Like I've been ruthless. This shit happens right, all exactly. the time. So, but, all the time. but now let's go. Let's go into the ESPN. So I really like, think drop the names because ESPN. I would you so, say within the last five years or even beyond that? If we could go to the last five years, that's just going back to Michael Smith. So Michael Smith is the first one. They let him go when it was time for him to renegotiate. They let him go because his stance on the cap shit. Then it was Jamel Hill. We know how she was fucking blasting Trump ass on ESPN when it was time for her to renegotiate. Let her ass go. They let Carrie Champion go when it was time for her to renegotiate. Yeah, that was um. That I don't was understand. A L. She that was, was the best, one of the best sports that was a I don't understand fat why. L. Yeah, I don't understand. Why I don't care Carrie about Champion. Jamil Hill, but that was a fat L on yeah, Carrie. Yeah, I don't really care for Jamil Hill, but she's still a good reporter. But Carrie Champion, when I seen her leave, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Right. They also let go of um. Everybody on Fox, basically. <laughs> Uh, who else? Um, um, when Michelle Beadle left, Marcellus and uh, uh Marcellus and Ocha, uh, and, uh, and Manuel Ocho left. Yeah, they were on ESPN. With yeah, the they kind of let go of Michelle on a on some weird shit. Like, I forgot what she, she did was, something, and I mean they probably could have kept her, but I remember she yeah. did some shit. That's why they let her go. And then also, if for people like, oh, they only let go of black people, they also let go of Dan Libertard. He was supposed to renegotiate this past year. He's not right. there. The past two years, he's not there no more. Pat. Well, he's white, so. I'm just saying minority. I mean, but they did let go of Pat. They let go of Kenny Mayne. So yeah. They did let go. I'm, I mean, they did let go of white people, but they let go of a lot of their real good yeah. anchors when it was coming to negotiating. All these people that I just named, Pat McAfee, Kenny Mayne, Dan LeBatard, Jamel Hill, Kerry Champion, Michael Smith, all like, I guess you would say they lean, they're not like extreme left, but they lean more to the left. And when it comes to certain- But you could say, but ESPN is pretty liberal and woke though. I think, I think what-, what, what That's I, true, but you got to remember with ESPN, a lot of, it's not just- the left side putting money in their pockets is a lot of motherfuckers on the right side putting money in their pockets too. It's true, but also I think what ESPN is they try to um they try to appeal so, to both sides. You have to play neutral. I wouldn't say they they we, don't play neutral. They lean more to the left. Yeah, yeah, but, but also but also they're they're the one um they're the type to cover the issue rather than fix the issue. Like that's that's their problem. They don't ever want to just like Disney for you. Yeah, they, they want to just hide and cover shit and then let shit, like, really bubble behind closed door. And then it gets, it gets to the point where, you know, you can't solve anything. Yeah. Then people leave. Then people talk shit on the company but, once they're not working for the company. But so, like, the thing. So the, so the whole thing of me saying that it's ESPN's fault is because we named, outside of Kenny Mayne and Pat McAfee, the other four or five people we named are minorities. They And they have, and it's not a lot of black, like, actual outside of Mal- Maria Taylor, Malika Andrews, uh shit i can't really think of is there any dudes uh reggie miller is that espn or is that tnt reggie miller that's tnt 
Chris Webber is also TNT. See, I don't can't really think a lot of like not just black. Can't think a lot I mean, of my, a lot of minorities. Only minorities I know right now is Maria Taylor and Malika. Are you oh, talking oh, about oh. females? Or well, if we're, okay, if we're or, going just strictly because there's a lot of males that are African-American. yeah. I can't th- I can't name them right now, but yeah, if it's females, it's only Maria. It's a uh, Malika, a uh, Rose Gold on you. Whatever name rolls on you, one the chick with the la- African last name. I can't I, pronounce I, I it, can't so I don't remember. want to fuck it up. Uh, I know her name the, is like Rose or Rose the host, or something. The the two hosts for um the the two hosts for first first take, they're minorities. They're not white. Two hosts for first the, take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um talking about Stephen A and Molly? Uh yeah, Molly. Oh, obviously. I'm and not, then the I'm her re- her replacement is also like or sometimes she's a black she's, chick? Isn't it a black chick? Her replacement? And then another Hispanic girl. Okay. So, but so they're not big names. I'm talking about like the no, no. Okay, outside of Molly, but the other two aren't the replacements aren't big names. But yeah, but I'm just saying there's no, no. You're right. But like when it comes to like the big names that they would give like this job to, right? They the people that they would potentially give those jobs to, they let them walk all in the past five years, right? So like Rachel's right. ESPN did a shitty job of keeping their keeping their company diverse when it comes to like the big names, the household uh, broadcasters and journalists. Right. And now they're doing it at her expense. So she she's she's right. Like it's on it's on at the end of the day it's ESPN's fault because they were so busy. Whatever agenda that they were trying to push, they let these people go. And they could have paid a lot of these people. They could have actually gave these people Oh, Jay Williams and Jalen Rose too. Oh, he's there. Yeah, he's still on he's still on the team. Um but then like, you know, R C they got Daniel Cormier now. Um um uh Fox. Um But they could have Big guy, uh, play for the cowboy that's on. They uh, got uh, Spears? yeah, Kendrick Perkins, Vince Carter, Matt Barnes. But these are NBA players, yeah. So I'm not counting them, like, I'm talking about the strictly like the journalists, the like, journal, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get you. Saying, here's, you know? here's my thing when it comes to diversity in the workplace. I think, uh, now I'm not saying I'm right, but the 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 shit, the when it comes to diversity, here's what ESPN kind of got it wrong. I think, I think when people, you know are out there protesting for equality and diversity in the workplace. I don't, I could be wrong here. So, so chime, sure chime in. Wrong, okay. So, so I think when we ask wrong. for about equality and diversity in the workplace, I don't think like we mean like, okay, now just hire only strictly, you know, blacks and Asian and Hispanic. You. you like, I think people are asking like, yo, like just start doing it. You don't need to start just putting, Nothing but Hispanic, nothing but black, you know, like, because yeah, okay, it seems, so. it's very unnatural when you do it like that. And then, yeah, because then it makes it, so, yeah, let me Because then it's, because then you're right. when you do it like that, then it's unfair to every, to the whole. Yeah, and, and so the thing is, so, the, so wait, can I, um, before you, uh, also, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna so yeah, so once you do, when you do it like that, it's very unfair to everybody, every party uh, involved. Yeah. And ESPN problem is that I think they, the management is horrible because they handle every issue when it comes to diversity. Um, not, um, they, they handled it when it's like presented it face value, like right there. So it's like very last minute. It's not like advanced. They don't really prepare for such things. So mm-hmm. ex- for example, with the whole black, uh, black Lives matter movement, right. When the whole thing happened, they were just kind of like scrambling, like, let's just put, not- let's just put, you know, Maria in, let's just put a black person there. Let's mm-hmm. just, let's put more more more. I think that doesn't fix the issue. Cause now you're, you're not, when you do that, you take ultimately take somebody out of their old position. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't, it, it costs friction within the workplace. I think, 
the right thing to do is that like, hey, when you're looking for applicants, stop worrying about the the bubble sheet uh, on your application when you fill out, if, you know, what ethnicity like that, which is the reason why I, I hate that shit. I don't understand why I have to fill out my ethnicity when I'm applying for a job. It yeah. should just be off of my resume. And then, yeah. you know, yeah, like ethnicity shouldn't matter. I give it right. You like I, I think asking for your ethnicity is just fucking weird nowadays. Like, dude, who gives a fuck? So it shouldn't matter. So when it comes to ESPN, they shoot themselves in the fuck because they do they do everything very last minute. And then it just fucking bite them in the ass. And it, it just happens very unnatural on screen because it's a public sized company. So everybody yeah. can critique them on a bigger, bigger scale, unlike other corporations, that, because they make adjustment as as the culture goes, you know, and yeah. it, like the adjustment just doesn't seem uh, neutral and fair. Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess I could probably word a little better, but you're pretty much right. Like, yes, as minorities, we want we want the chance to be able to get the same opportunities <clears throat> that white people get when it comes to these jobs. Speaking specifically for like these broadcasters, I mean, but that goes with any job, but speaking specifically for this, what we're talking about. Yes. These people want the same opportunity. They want it to be diverse. But I mean, yeah, at the same time, yeah, we're not just saying go just I'm not and this is no disrespect to anybody because a lot of the minorities that are working at ESPN, including mm-hmm. Maria Taylor, are actually great. Like these are great broadcasters, great journalists. They bring personality and everything to it. They make it better. I'm not right. saying that the white people don't, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they bring like their Greenies own flavor. Dope. Like I like Greenies. Yeah, they they bring their own personality right. and flavor. So yeah, I get it. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you just start hiring people if they're not qualified just right. because you want to fill a quota. And I'm not saying, and Maria Taylor is qualified to host the finals. I think Rachel Nichols has a right to still be mad because she deserves that job. But Maria Taylor is qualified to host the finals. But right. you can't just take that job away from Rachel because, right? I mean, she and Rachel, I think she actually right. Like, you can't just take that job away from her. When, because, when um, I'm already scheduled, you know, like yeah, you you guys already have me. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to take it. Or you can work the sidelines. I've been working for this my whole career. And this is the first time I, right. I don't know if this is the first time she got the chance to host it. But this like the first time this I've been working for this. And now all of a sudden y'all want to take it away. Give her the sideline job. Right. So Sorry. another thing ESPN could have done is like, yo, like if you want to really build equality. Take fucking Jay Williams off or Jalen Rose. Take somebody off and put both of them on. Now, now, now you like, got a white woman and a black woman. Right, now you got and two now, women up there. And now, and now you 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 checks the box of equality, and you check the box of women, like in exactly. the workplace. If you wanted to, if they wanted to really push that agenda, then why not put them both up? Right, and and you put Doris too. You know, you put all three now, of Doris them. Doris is still doing what she's doing. I like where she, Doris she's she's doing broadcasting, right? Keep Doris where she's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she stopped doing the sideline reporting yeah. a long time ago. But yeah. I don't think is she broadcasting um the NBA finals or I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know either. But I know she's not doing the the sidelines. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, with this, like, yes, Rachel. What Rachel said was wrong. Do I think? But at the end of the day, she's also getting. I think people are killing her a little too much. For yeah, her. I don't personally. I disagree. I don't, I don't think, be, think it's wrong. But yeah, we we get she she's wrong. The way she worded it was wrong. It's not yeah. wrong what she said, but like, I tell you this shit all the time. Like sometimes you. 
You can't be like you can't just say how you feel. I'm just blunt, bro. You can't but, but, be blunt like that. Sometimes, I, right? I you get got, it, but you can't just say how you feel. But for me, the reason why I disagree is because I I rather somebody be blunt than not. And also, no, yes. that's you know, it was a private conversation. No, no it was a private and conversation. It's actually illegal to record somebody the without time, their yes, consent. You should be able to have a private conversation and say how you feel when you're in your feelings or whatever you want to call it, and it shouldn't have to be brought out to you because right, no one thinks Rachel Nichols is racist. But I mean, at the same time, like I got recorded. I mean, that's it's, it shouldn't have got recorded. But she right. she was in her feelings. She knew being in her feelings. She knew that what she said was kind of a slight. Some I feel like she right. knew what she said was a slight. It's not like that don't mean that she meant it. Yeah, but she was she was upset. She was angry. And also, this this could have ver- whoever got the the recording. Well, the homegirl that could have really, yeah, the homegirl. Oh, she got suspended without pay or something for right, these two weeks. Literally, this could be resolved without it being leaked. And literally, like Maria could yeah. have a com- private conversation uh, with Rachel. Well, they could have squashed they, the they shit. They talked about that. They did have a conversation. So, I mean, even if the conversation didn't go well, this still didn't have to be. I'm not, I'm not killing the chick that leaked it, but it didn't have to be leaked. They could have kept this indoors. All right, man, that's it they for Bench Woman Report. Uh, it, it's been a jam-packed episode. We took a couple days off, and oh, we got man. a lot of shit to talk about. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next week um, with more shit. Yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, Bench Woman Report. We out. See you guys next week. Oh, and uh, check out Can't Tell Me Nothing Podcast, too. That goes uh, live every Saturday, Saturday where we discuss other things besides sports and stuff like that. So, yeah, we out.